0: I'd like me a splash of whiskey to wash the trail dust off in me gullet and keep my singing voice in fettle. Whiskey's illegal. This is a dry county. Well, what are they drinking? Whiskey. These outlaws. Oh. Well, don't let my white duds and pleasant demeanor fool you. I, too, have been known to violate the statutes of man, and not a few of the laws of the Almighty.
1: You ain't no outlaw. And we don't drink with tin horns. Sir, it seems that you are no better a judge of human beings than you are a specimen of one. Just on a brief inventory, I'd say that you could use yourself a shave and a brighter disposition. And lastly, if you don't mind me aspersing your friends, a better class of drinking buddy you're shooting iron work appears to do yes So you guys are listening to the Nomcast. no this is not about eating it is the netflix original movie podcast i'm your host andrew morgan uh with me today is writer director michael field uh we've gone back a long ways uh, since the up on the roof production days which he still does and he has a web series scenes from the movies out on vimeo uh you can correct me at any time, Mike, if I'm butchering this. And uh, <laughs> and thanks for coming here. We're going to talk about uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, uh, the new Coen Brothers movie, written and directed and edited by them, of course. Uh, the only writing, I guess you could say, they didn't do is uh, All Gold Canyon is uh, based on a story by Jack London, and The Gal Who Got Rattled uh, is inspired by Stuart Edward Wright's story. So... Thank you, Mike, for being here. Thanks for having me. First of all, let's uh let's just see what's your general impressions of the movie, uh especially because I know you are a big Cohen brothers fan, yes. uh, as am I. So, uh you know, what did you think of the movie? Where does it kind of fit in the in the Cohen brothers pantheon for you? What do oh, you think?
0: Uh, I I enjoyed it. I mean, there are some. Uh, I it's long. I know it's their longest movie they've ever done. Yes. Uh, I mean, and it and it, it does feel it at times. Mm. Uh, so I mean, it. I actually liked it. I liked I like some of the stories more than others, which is probably accurate of, of a lot of people that watch it. You know, right. Six vignettes, and um, uh, but uh, it's definitely it definitely feels like a Coen Brothers movie, and I just you know honestly they don't you don't see a lot like. They, I think they go between, like, two years or three years between movies. So when one comes yeah. out, it's, like, it's that anticipation that I have. I mean, right. I am a big Coen Brothers fan. So, um, but I enjoyed it overall. I mean, is it perfect? No. I mean, right. is it, like, if we're going to list their movies, is it in their top five? Probably not. For me, excuse me. Uh, right. Top five for me. Top ten, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'd have to go through it all. But, uh,
1: yeah. They have a pretty darn good batting average absolutely. as far as anybody. Like, to be honest, uh, you know, as far as the directors that I like their batting average is as high as a Spielberg to me oh, yeah, or something like that, where, you know, and they both have probably that same trajectory for me lately where, uh, you know, lesser than, even though the post was nominated, uh, I think that's a lesser oh, Spielberg ever, but that's on, a I whole other off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I would still say that their batting average is quite high and, and, you know, you know, only up until recently did I, have like a lesser opinion I know some people uh poo-poohed say intolerable cruelty or lady killers or something in between that period but to me uh like a hail Caesar or something is a lower movie for me sure. or or even this one if you want to start <laughs> getting there um because overall I enjoy the movie as well but it's not like for anybody, uh, if you read any kind of reviews where they're saying, oh, my God, it's like the best thing they've done in a while, or any of those things, I I, I don't agree with that sentiment. I, uh, watching it multiple times, I think it got better with multiple viewings, which I think is a very Cohen trait. Um,
0: which is a mark of a very good movie.
1: Also true. Like, yeah. It,
0: it, not, I shouldn't say that. It's a mark of good storytelling. Yeah. I
1: mean, I always say
0: with Spielberg, too, like, in the Coen Brothers, like a movie that's not good for them is still far better. Oh, absolutely. Of movies, and, yeah. And I think that 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 says a lot about the type of storytellers they are. I mean, because there's sure. definitely there's definitely some really hardcore storytelling with, in this one and in all their movies. So I think with in that regard, like that's something that I like greatly respect about in any, any of their movies. And like I for didn't sure. speaking of Spielberg, I never I didn't realize till maybe about. Six months after I watched the movie, that they wrote Bridge of Spies. Yes.
1: Directed, yeah. Which is
0: why, and I love that movie.
1: Yeah. So,
0: um, so yeah, so I just, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, and I, I get if it doesn't work on some levels for some people, but it's, right. not, to me, better than, um, you know, some, un, uh, some new director that's got like a hit movie and all those review stuff. Like, the, a lot of times people are, me, are, are putting out reviews so that they can get their name in the Of course, trip. yeah, and so I I can't I can't listen to like I, my favorite is when you have like you know the number one comedy of this weekend it's like it's the yeah. only
1: comedy out Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah. And you know the industry, so oh, you know, uh, that's how that works. But um, I, that's why I found this interesting. For uh, first of all, a a big time directing duo like them to do something on Netflix for Netflix to do a unique style with an anthology style movie, um, which were probably more, you know, you're not too much older than me. It was probably more of a a common thing in the 80s and 90s to do anthology stuff or almost like Pulp Fiction is one of those like kind of the anthology style on steroids where everything kind of ties together and kind of, you know, or or loosely ties together and and has crossover pieces. Um, This is more straight, like, start and end and, and really complete oh, yeah. stories onto themselves.
0: Well, I, I mean, it's like, they're like shorts that, you know, they're like little snippets, like short stories, like short movies or short films don't need to have a classic uh, beginning, middle and end. They don't need right. to have those same elements feature. They can, but they yeah. don't have to. And I think yeah. this is something like they wanted to tell like little pieces of the West. Right. And I mean, I, I I'm a fan of anthologies. I'm probably yeah. Because, you know, I'm from the eighties and yeah you know, I love amazing stories and stuff like yeah. that. And, and so, you know, I love like little, you know, pieces of, of, of short stories and stuff like that. So yeah, sure. no, I think that w- it works on that level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's definitely a good entree into doing something on Netflix where definitely repeat viewing of this, the start and stop element, you know, something of doing streaming. Um, I know there, there was a rumor that was debunked. You can call it uh, that this was originally a TV show, That they decided not to, and then cut together to make a film. Uh, The Coen Brothers came out later and was like, "That was never the intention. The script has always stayed the same." Blah blah blah. But I wonder if it would have been any different or any better if they had done it that way. See, Um, you know, but I I don't. I don't think so.
0: Going in, I thought it was that, and so when I, until the point when I. To gotcha, the, like got you like the, the second So two hours and thirteen minutes, I was like, "Oh, thank God, it's a movie! Yeah, like, okay, yeah. I'm good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of there are a lot of, of TV series out there, TV shows. I mean, I I love movies, sure, and I like TV shows, but I think a lot of times it's like it's almost like a writer or a filmmaker will have an idea and it's so big and so grandiose that they're like, "Well, let's just turn it into a TV show." Sure, yeah. Like, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should cut and right. put it down to a movie length. Or sure, just like two hours, hour and a half. So I was really happy that. It was
1: yeah, the the, uh, the streaming and the amount of shows, the content wars, if you will, between Amazon Prime and, and Netflix and Hulu and everybody else uh, has kind of created where it's mostly TV shows, where these people right. want to do these long visions that they've had in their head, and, and all power to them. So it's created some amazing shows. I'm hopelessly addicted to uh, Homecoming right now. Uh, well, I have, I the Julie Roberts it, Amazon yeah, Prime show. Um, but with that said, um, I... Have kind of taken a one eighty with it that I've watched so many TV shows and there's so many TV shows that I've gone I've appreciated movies more that I'm actually you know more obsessed with what they're doing on which trade, uh, you know, does <laughs> the entree into this podcast of uh, you know Netflix original movies and a lot of them are going hard for award season and things like that with Roma being up for a Golden Globe and, and obviously as Oscar buzz um, and you know. A few years ago, they had a uh, Beast of donation no and, and some other things come through. Uh, so, you know, it's really starting to take a turn on the streaming format. And I'm glad to see, like, people like the Coen brothers, people like *Quarone*, uh, and, you know, uh, people with significant note, whether it's on the acting or the creative side, to start doing some of these. So it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm
0: sure Netflix is just giving the Coen brothers money. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. We'll oh,
1: yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that has everything to do with it, too. But still nice to see oh absolutely especially for us stay at home kids you know (laughs)
0: um
1: did you find any themes or correlations between the segments i know a lot of people were probably looking for that considering that it is an anthology you know in one movie one package yeah Uh,
0: i didn't actually i was looking i was looking for it but maybe i just missed it or but no i mean
1: besides the nods to like true grit characters yeah and and, and locations that. that there there are things in there but The only thing I can see is obviously, you know, because the old West is littered with stories about death and the and the many faces of death and greed that that seems to kind of follow through a little bit. But, you know, even some of those don't go through every story.
0: Well, yeah, you mean, you start off with the Ballad of Buster Scruggs and it's like, you know, when he comes into the little... uh cafe yeah and he, and he hits himself in the, in the, <laughs> and it's like his shadow that does
1: yeah you know, his, i love he, it it's very bugs yeah. but it
0: was like like that was all fantastical but then you go yeah. right to uh the james Franco one uh, right and it's just like that's that was more like that felt more like their old like blood simple style sure like, you know what i mean like the the dark humor when you turn yeah. the guy being hung is the first time honestly.
1: yeah <laughs> which i you could just wait for them to just get to that line it felt like yeah, it, yeah. the whole thing was just set up to like I have this great line, <laughs> and they just wanted to get to that so badly, because although and and there are also especially in that one, the Stephen Root character is to me like there's certain Cohen-esque characters that are in this movie that and and Stephen Root is completely one of those, and you know that I, I hope because it's very Cohen of them to like the pan shot thing. Mm-hmm. That's a very Cohen character moment. That's a very. Unique kind of yeah. humor, their humor type thing. The bank scene reminded me of Raising Arizona. It's true, yeah. He comes
0: in, you know, and they get like, the guy gets a hard time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, and, and and that's cool to kind of like see them kind of use all different themes and certain things that they're good at, like their very nihilistic approach <laughs> of movies, yep. um, which I think the the best example of that is the end of Burn After Reading, where they're just like so. That person took care of that, and that person. Okay, all right, move on. Who yeah. cares? We're yeah. done. And case goes. It's like it's a very, every, you know, everybody dies. Who cares? You know, kind of dark humor <laughs> aspect that the Collins have that is awesome. Especially,
0: uh, especially
1: uh, Brad Pitt's character. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um. The and a lot of that the the death scene and uh the death theme and certain things in the movie that I noticed like were you know, even from the book itself, like the cover of the book mm-hmm. is, you know, a death cover where it's a cow skeleton under a dead tree. Uh, the back of the book is actually the Cohen brothers production logo, yeah. which I didn't notice the first time around and then caught that on the back end, which even that's a very kind of like death angled thing. <laughs> um, and the first page of the book is a cowboy going through a graveyard. So it's all, it felt like that was maybe a through line, uh, a through thought. And it, And that's actually one thing that I wish it kind of had or maybe would have been, I don't know. But like if you call the movie The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and then he's done for in the first thing and then there's no through, I I almost thought the way he was kind of narrating his own stuff that that would have been a through angle for introducing at least maybe the next few stories or do something like that.
0: But obviously that was not the case. (laughs) Well, I think the way he does... Uh, the fact that he dies that he's the narrator and, you, and you're like rooting for him i mean right i mean you probably should have seen it coming when he had the dead man pinned.
1: oh for sure but um yeah
0: i think that i think that kind of tells you that you know don't expect the usual like, yeah with the next five stories after this sure you know i mean the whole the movie's called the ballad of us and the first vignette he's dead
1: yeah exactly and, so i mean
0: and the kid the the Willie watson the guy that killed him yeah did, yeah didn't he look like val kilmer
1: a little bit, I was like, yeah. He, he had that. like son, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, I didn't look it up, but no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that, and, and obviously that does kind of set the tone for for everything. The you know, death comes for everybody, right. you know, and and the Even randomness the, yeah. of the West.
0: Even in the guy who got rattled, yeah. I mean, it's like that was. I mean, I was pretty sad. But.
1: Oh right.
0: Really? <laughs> well, I mean, like because it was. I thought. I thought. I thought it was really. It was. It was. Cute and tender, you know the whole thing with the, the guy uh, leading the wagon trail, right? The train, and then she's just like, you know, you could obviously tell that, like, you know, he liked her and she liked him. Sure. And then
1: At the end, well, he proposed and, marriage, so, of course, so <laughs> yeah.
0: But then the guy, you know, at the end where the guy's like, um, he doesn't say one word. And yeah. Then he's he's all talk, and it's just right. like, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that one. I didn't. I, that's one of the ones I probably had problems with more. Okay. And I and only for the sense that I thought where it was leading, how it was going, even though I enjoyed the the scene itself in terms of the climax, that I thought it wasn't an appropriate way to tie everything up, like where the direction of the story was going and everything else. It just seemed to be like, oh, we want to do this. Or that might have been how this story was originally told, is this one was not something that, it was inspired by a different story, not something that they wrote in particular. Sure. So maybe that's something... Where that story wrapped up that way.
0: Um, I mean, I think well, if you look at the, the same thing, the correlation with Buster Scruggs and how he dies and you don't expect sure. that—and then she dies. But the whole thing, also, the West is hard. I mean, yeah. like, like I, I'm glad yeah. I don't live. I didn't live back then. Sure, yeah. Because it is hard, right? And I don't—I don't know how people did it.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. I'm i am a very soft <laughs> uh, uh, office uh, type. Uh, indoor use only kid. Uh so yeah, definitely uh would not have made it. <laughs> and well, it's good to know your limits. Yeah, yeah, totally. Did you have a favorite segment of all the ones that you had? I can't
0: uh what is it? Is it called Near uh, I can't remember. Near yeah I, yeah. I I enjoyed that. I mean it's short, but um, The James Franco one. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. the humor in that
1: one. Um yeah, I, I don't know how you feel about James Franco outside of this particular performance, but my My particular thesis about him is that he is great when he plays James Franco. There are certain actors that I don't think stretch well. Um, And this one, I just felt like he was, you know, a little flat. No, I I just think he was playing. You can tell he was playing versus like some kind of seamless characters, especially in that particular segment. Mm -hmm. I thought that was uh, that he was the outlier of it all um I didn't
0: mind him too much I mean I think I I don't mind I like the fact that he just does anything right like, and, and in
1: terms no of I movies, appreciate you know, that yeah. I just don't know if I always like it <laughs> well,
0: that's fine I it's mean, the
1: same way I felt about uh Ben Affleck early on and Will Smith for a good portion it's like their wheelhouse is when they are playing to their personalities well, they're and strengths they're movie stars yeah. and they're
0: celebrities and, and they're never going to be like a character actor that's going to hide within their performance right. like you're just always going to see them sure so, you know like and and like Tom Cruise is playing Tom Cruise, sure, and you know, certain. So, yeah, it's especially now with all the information that you know about uh, actors and their personal lives and you know, their tweets and all that stuff. It's like it's very difficult to separate that sure. from their performances. So yeah. it's, it's, you're you're always gonna watch Ben Affleck playing a version of Ben Affleck. Sure, you know, yeah. I mean, his probably his most what his most genuine role is probably Good Will Hunting because you didn't know yeah. him back then, right? So, but you know, but that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if that's the
1: template for him,
0: absolutely, and that's fine. That's that's the nature of the business, and that's fine. You know, yeah. I mean, I I I like Tom Cruise running and jumping and
1: sure, and all yeah, that stuff. I don't, just I, not I, on couches on Oprah. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but
0: like it's just you know, so I don't. You, I like it. So
1: yeah, yeah, but I would say at least for Cruise, the diversity of his stuff, I never feel like, oh well, he shouldn't have tried that particular thing. Mm-hmm. Because even when he's, you know, run the gamut from being a big action star, which is more of the stuff that he's done in his later years, which is weird, you would think that would be the opposite effect. Like, usually people slow it down (laughs) as you get older. He's timeless. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, earlier on when he's doing, you know, he's doing a courtroom drama or he's doing, you know, uh, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie or something to where he has to really stretch and or even when he's doing something completely idiotic in Tropic Thunder or something yeah. where he's taken it to a complete comedy extreme. I think he still was good and he can kind of slip in and out of those roles. And Tom Hardy's another one where he's like a character actor on steroids. Yeah. Maybe literally, I don't know him. Um, <laughs> Bane, he was pretty big. Uh, but uh, yeah. But I think, you know, there are certain people who lend to that. And, and even bigger stars. I think Matt Damon is one of those where I don't really pigeonhole him so to speak. Um, and he does a variety of different things. Um, but James Franco to me is not one of them to where like, I think they have certain things that they are their wheelhouse and, you know, and this one, I don't know. It didn't just didn't strike me. Um, but, uh, I definitely think there were certain people who, did you like a certain performance? Speaking of, uh, the performances in this film, did you, did you, did anyone speak to you or anyone stick out for you? Yeah. Um, no, on the side. Where I called you up. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed melling in uh, Meal Ticket. Uh, yeah. Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. So I enjoyed that. I, I actually enjoyed, I I enjoyed Meal Ticket just because, it's so it was such a like a, a turn of like when you first watch it, you're thinking like, "Oh, he's taking care of this guy." And, sure, yeah. And obviously, don't pay attention to the title, Mike. The <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know, and then when it just changes, it, the dynamic changes between them, and you realize, you know, what what's about to happen. Right. You know? So, I enjoyed him in that. I enjoyed Neeson. I enjoyed uh, Zoe. Uh, I enjoy. I mean, I like the guy who are battled more than you did, probably. Yeah. So, I enjoyed everyone in that. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think the performances were off. Yeah. I just think the story. Just didn't just didn't do anything right, for
0: me. Right.
1: But um, I do agree she was good, although I can <laughs> Miss Longabow, I heard if I took a drink for every time somebody said Mrs. Longabow, I'd be <laughs> hammered in a in a 15 minute short. But but uh, you know, I thought the performances were still good and I was following it, you know, it, it's not like I was completely bored or checked out or anything completely by the time it got to where it was, but At the same time, I thought it was a little flawed, a little boring and, and didn't wrap up in a segment.
0: The Galaga, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Because even some of the other ones, they kind of, you kind of either knew what they were doing or you knew where they were going. Like even the last one, uh, The Mortal Remains, like that one, you know, is clearly kind of like one of those, hey, we're all going to heaven (laughs) or hell or wherever. Uh, An afterlife story. This is the ride, you know. Uh, type of scenario so you kind of go all right so i know where this is gonna go for the most part and then just how they're gonna do it how they're gonna play it who the characters are and and what it's supposed to represent so that one even that one i wasn't a fan Mm -hmm. uh but the the ride and the themes and i like i like what they were what parts of the west or the the stories that they kind of took out to do. I I enjoyed those uh the things that they took out. It's just that not every story to me popped. I mean, to me, I think my favorite was probably the Tom Waits, uh, okay. Jack London story. Um, I don't know if that's because it's so narrow in its focus and simplistic. And I thought Tom Waits was great, but I'm also guilty of being a very big Tom Waits uh-huh. fan. Um but even being a big fan of his music, I haven't loved him in every acting, you know, uh part that he's had. So this one I thought he was good and and their casting has always been spot on. They are the Coens, I think, are the kings of getting strong character actors to fill out their roster. And that's maybe why the Franco thing bothers me a little too, because it's <laughs> like they're so good at getting the right guy that I felt Franco wasn't. See, but, but I didn't
0: think that I. But like, even when he, uh, I mean, aside from looking like James Franco, because that's who he is. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. How I didn't, dare he? I know. <laughs> I didn't hear. I didn't hear Franco. Like, I didn't. I was able to separate him from the role. maybe okay. A little bit easier, and I. I don't know why that is, but yeah. Maybe because he wasn't. With the exception of at the end when he's like, you know, like I said, he's like oh, first, time, first time. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that with the exception of that, he's not really cracking wise in the.
1: Yeah, I, I guess maybe that was the thing. I thought he was kind of an inconsistent character, but considering the situations that he's put in, I guess there's no real room for depth. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe some of my things that maybe because I'm, uh, an, I really like how the Coens really draw out a character, even whether small or big, uh, in a larger movie sense, um, that maybe the anthology format. For me, maybe it didn't draw out some of the best performances or flesh out some of the best characters or stories, which... That's you know, fair. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows? I, I have You haven't really seen somebody else take their, you know, take their hand at trying to do an anthology-style uh, movie in a while. Uh, and for sure, the Coens haven't. So, but I think... And, and I don't know how you feel about True Grit or even uh, something... Their, yes their yeah yeah um because the only other thing that's sort of a western pattern is you no know, country and obviously that's an elite movie that i absolutely adore but it's kind of like a new take on an older theme
0: yeah
1: um so true grit's more like the one that's more straight up old west um so i don't know how this compares to even true grit for you
0: I you know I only saw it, I have not seen True Grit in a while mm-hmm. and I, it was on HBO or Showtime of the other day um, and so I was watching like maybe like ten fifteen minutes of it I mean I want to watch it again I, I remember I remember not liking Bridges as much as I wanted to yeah but that's like a, I I mean we're talking like I haven't seen it in years so yeah. I'd have to revisit that and I I remember the original too so. yeah I was
1: raised on my mom's a big John Wayne fan so I ended up watching sure. a lot of those growing up um and true grit was one of those so where even though it's the Coens, i was at first like Come on, man. like I, why I was, I you guys was, are so dynamic was, why are yeah, you that
0: was an odd choice like i yeah. and i never well, really i thought the
1: lady it. killers was an odd choice for See, the same no, reason what's funny
0: is that i i i like the lady killers i i, I can't oh, say oh that i didn't say it, i it, no,
1: like i just I, thought it was an odd choice no, for yeah. them
0: but i and i've seen the original Lady goes as well with um and, uh, no yeah it's peter uh pink panther
1: Peter, Oth- yeah. uh, Peter Sellers I remember yeah. the
0: original with him and then I, The I, tea hasn't
1: kicked in yet I know uh,
0: <laughs> But I enjoyed Tom Hanks in that Because yeah. yeah, his accent and the jokes It just made
1: yeah. me laugh, I don't know why Yeah, no, it, it does for me too Especially uh, how they juxtapose it Against someone like Marlon Wayans yes. uh, yeah. That it kind of is new and old And, and has that Still that fun kind of See, that's I think where their wheelhouse is too They do a lot of like Crime, murder mystery, comedy, stuff that I yeah. think is kind of, even something that's more, you can call it a straight comedy uh, uh, with Big Lebowski still has elements of Mystery and and yeah, crime and loves, injury
0: everyone yeah. loves the Big Lebowski. I mean, I like the Big Lebowski, yeah, and yeah. that's and that's great. But like, you can't when people are like, "That's their best movie." It's like, okay, no. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get like a lot, but yeah. to me, that's not their best.
1: I I find it to be their most rewatchable.
0: Okay. Movie. Yeah.
1: Um and and quotable. I love it and quotable and obviously hit the the culture like it's its own. It has its own con. Yep. Like yep. it's it's obviously turned into something. Well, a lot bigger. Yeah, which well they're not, they're not doing it. They're, yeah, they're well Totoro's doing, well, doing yeah. uh some version of it, which, you know, when you start out with the characters like eight year olds, but like, you know, uh and then you're gonna turn around and make a whole movie based on him. But I guess from what I heard is that in the first five minutes of the of the script they debunk the the child molesting aspect of it to make right. the whole thing work. I'm like, if you better, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise it's gonna be a very dark movie. Um but we'll see. We'll see where that goes, and obviously that's his pet project. Project, and I hear the script is you know good enough that at least they gave a blessing to be like, yeah, hey, take our character and do what you will. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, to me, I, I, just going back to some of the the performances in it. Um, I mean, I definitely I liked uh, Clancy Brown yeah, who played Curly Joe. Curly Joe. So yeah.
0: Joe or Curly Joe.
1: He sings Surly He's, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it's based yeah. on the Curly Joe song, but it's yeah, it's Surly Joe. Um, so I liked him from Shawshank, Starship Troopers, and I thought he was really good. Um,
0: Getting
1: shot in the face three times. Yeah, yeah. I thought that the, uh, the kick up of the table, the inventiveness... Yeah, of of doing that was quite fun. I couldn't
0: stop laughing when his uh, his brother comes in. And like, What's <laughs> yeah. going on here, yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he got a in like, Come yeah. on, no. <laughs> yeah, that one definitely got better for me on repeat viewing mm-hmm. the the actual Buster Scruggs segment, and even that one has smaller parts that I liked, like David Crumholtz and and E. e. Bell from Marywood Children, yep. which is coming back. But he, he I hope. I, I'm not into the uh, the thought of a Married with children comeback, but hey, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Stephen Rue, I thought was right on point. He was one of those perfect Cohen characters. Um, Tom Waits was great. You talked about Harry Melling. I thought that was really good as well.
0: The Wingless Rush.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, the thing about Meal Ticket that I enjoyed is that um, it really struck a chord with, I, I would assume, also for you too, as you know, the easily replaced segment of our creative lives <laughs> that it's like, Oh yeah. Any day I'm going to be, you know, put, you know, right. tossed over a bridge. Yep. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely wasn't, uh, the, the you, movie industry yeah, in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. You
0: can't don't find yourself completely solely dependent or reliant on someone else's
1: yeah. decision-making, which is a very Cohen thought too. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> that is 100%, uh, their, their philosophy going forward um yeah like i said i love tom waits in the all-go canyon um and even for mortal remains even though i thought it was a little it's little a weak Ender. i i loved uh chelsea ross as the trapper
0: yeah
1: um because i loved him and uh he's a great uh character actor from like mad men and major league and and so i think he runs the gamut pretty well and and this one i thought he was another one of those kind of classic Colin. Characters yeah. that kind of go on these, you know, because this one, that one was the, you know, the most I would think dialogue heavy. I mean, maybe yeah, uh, between that one and uh, Galo got rattled. Uh, yeah, I would, but, say, I
0: mean, the last one, the Immortal Mains, like it feels like a stage play.
1: It does, yeah, yeah, which is not
0: a bad thing. No, but it just feels like a, and it, and it, it's a, I mean, I get it. You, you you've gone through five stories, some of that some you know, gunfights. Right.
1: And, and yeah. Comedy, but Maybe you need a couple of singing um,
0: scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you end it with you end it with some, you know basically five people in a right. So yeah, no, I get, I, I get it's a tough ender, but uh, uh, I mean, I enjoyed aspects of it. I enjoyed him as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a tough way to end it. So it's, it's a tough way to begin it. You're talking about how you watched you um. Like Scruggs the second time around, right? I mean, you're like you're, you're jazzed up to watch it, and you're starting off with a song. About
1: sure, it. yeah. It like, gets
0: called the ballad of so I shouldn't really,
1: yeah. You know, it starts and ends, it bookends pretty much song yeah. stuff. So and yeah, and I think and both of them are just both versions of, and I think there's a lot of cockiness in here too of like people who, you know, they kind of a lot of people die on top. Or yeah. they, or they think they got their life together or something, and it's like, oh, no, you didn't. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's that it's that completely bent Coen Brothers nihilistic view of the world that uh, I think the Old West is a good vehicle for them, which obviously that's why they tapped into it multiple times. But you know, for this one, you know, for me, uh, I thought it was a very probably three out of the six. It's probably three out of the six segments I was probably more into. Okay, um, three and a half maybe. But uh, you know overall still worth watching and and one thing especially because this is a netflix movie uh one thing i wanted to ask you was how did you watch the film did because of the style did you feel like you could stop and start or did you actually do any full view of the movie
0: oh well, I, I usually how i watch movies now is basically when everyone goes to bed yeah exactly yeah. but uh, I, watched, yeah, I watched yeah i watched it kids. straight through yeah. yeah i watched it straight through um i, I think i I went to watch the rest of it like around 10, 10, right. 1030. So I mean, yeah. I,
1: I, I, but you watch movie. on like say Apple TV or are you on uh, a computer? Or I you... have
0: a, um, I have like a Sony, <clears throat> excuse me, a Sony Blu-ray.
1: Okay. That plays Netflix. Yeah, that, yeah, so it's got
0: like it's got like yeah, the Prime, video right. And Netflix. And yeah. I, I watched it through that. Um, okay, so I watched it on that. I mean, right? So it was it was just fine. Yeah, I mean, no problem. I didn't I didn't fall asleep. I tried to. <laughs> I, I did watch it the second time when I fell asleep. Yeah, it's more like sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that has nothing to do with the movie. yeah. yeah. It has everything to do with getting up early and then. Yes, you
1: know. absolutely. Yeah. Especially because I know when this movie first came out, uh, that I would I again would do the same my son has this terrible habit of waking up at four in the morning every day. So I would start something, get through like one or two and then stop and go back and do whatever. So I don't know if I actually made it through a full (laughs) uh, sitting for these, but I definitely watched it multiple times to do it. And I, you know, watch on the computer. I watched on my Apple TV through my, you know, through my television, things like that. So I always find it fascinating with, you know, the streaming services, how people are watching them. And and if it's a fair shake for a movie like this as well, when a lot of times we do get completely distracted or whether we are still watching it the way it's intended. And I think my respect for the Coens, I did want to yeah. do that. And I think the way Netflix is going and, and uh, the projects and the ambitious stuff that they're doing, I think hopefully that happens more and more
0: yeah i mean I, th- I think it's the it depends i my level of if i'm gonna stay out stay through the movie is obviously who did it like sure I, you know being a member of the writers guild i get the screeners for right the award season so last yeah. year we were talking about the post yeah i was like and it's all about being lazy and staying home not going to the theater sure yeah <laughs> so when it get to the end of the year i don't hit the theater as much as i'm like oh maybe i'll get that at home and i'll just right, yeah. and watch it so, I got the post and like I watched it that day. Right. Like, and I was like, and I went right through it. Sure. I wanted to see because it it's Spielberg. But like, if a movie comes in, that I want to see it, but I'm just like, uh, I, gotta, I gotta see if I can get right. that. Like, I'll, yeah. So, yeah. Like, it all depends on who's making
1: it. Sure. So, do you think uh, directors might consider doing some anthology style movies, like with the streaming options being the way they are, where people can do kind of more. Yeah, you know, or do you think TV is kind of the lending medium for directors who want to do some kind of passion project that's kind of a longer thought than maybe making movies?
0: You mean like TV like Netflix TV? Like yeah, sure. Any any like of the
1: streaming services or even I mean, you know, look at how many miniseries are coming yeah. back through, you know, something like FX or or even doing HBO or things like that or do you think you know that maybe something like this is appealing to someone uh that are like the Coens, like a Paul Thomas Anderson or somebody else would maybe take a risk on something that obviously the studio process might not lend to. Oh, I have this anthology movie idea I've been kicking around and they go, no, nope. yeah, you know, like do what you usually do. <laughs> um So Netflix, I feel like people are taking kind of either passion projects or something that maybe slipped through and then now have a vehicle for it. And Netflix will allow them or, or anybody, Amazon Prime, Hulu. But obviously this podcast is a little more focused. Um, so I'm trying to do it right by my maker. Um, but do you think that that might become like maybe a trend or a thought that might persist?
0: I think the, I mean, I like the idea of the limited series. Yeah. So like, uh, Chris Pine's got one coming out on TNT. I'm the night. Yeah. And I like, I like that. Like, it's just like, I think I watched There was one on AMC about, um, the the Arctic, uh, of terror, the mm, terror, game. yeah, I, like yeah. I was into that because I'm like, okay, it's a limited series, sure, it's I read the book, too. so that's right, why. um, you know, I'm in, I'm out, and then we're good. And then I read like they might do another one. It's like why, yeah. I mean, like so like, right. I think we, there's such an oversaturation of content now, and it's everywhere, right? And you know, when it's tough to make a commitment to a show without really loving it, right? So if I watch something, and, and like it's not good i'm like i'm not staying with it like, right or, or not that it's not good that i'm not into the story
1: right you know like i
0: want to watch i want to watch a tv show where like i can't wait to watch the next episode sure so it, it and that's unfortunately because there's so much content out there you have you have to kind of set your limits yeah so i don't i just like i said like we we're talking before like uh, I, I think maybe before we started this i think a lot of times people have great ideas and i think they don't know how to shorten them they don't know how to Not shorten, but simplify the story, simplify the arc, and not just have like, not worry about building a universe, not worried about building, right? You know, all this content stuff, all these subplots, right? And I think they can't. And they're like, well, we'll just make a six episode arc, we'll just do a series, we'll just do this. And yeah, I think that dilutes the storylines. I mean, uh, if anyone remembers 24 yeah and the first season of 24 when they had the cougar attack yeah and they had him doing the cougar stuff like why Amnesia, right yeah like yeah like it's like you're struggling to get through 24 episodes like, yeah get yeah, the show it's called 24 so you had sure to. but i think when you start adding episode episodes and you start adding because you want some more content it dilutes your your the, the probably the strength of your story sure so i don't mind anthologies i mean i i would I'd watch another combos They did another six webps, wh- sure, uh, six yeah. anthologies about the West. Sure. I'd be all down for that. Yeah. I just, it's difficult to for you. If, if this was a series, I yeah. don't know if I would have stayed with it because, like, if they right. said, like, okay, we're going to do six seasons and it's just like, oh, come on. Right. Man. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know like, like a show I watch now, I watch the. Um, not on Netflix, sorry, but I watched uh, the marvelous <laughs> Mrs. Maisel, yeah, yeah, which I love. Yeah, and hey, I, I, want,
1: I pumped prime before. You're okay. <laughs> you're, it's a safe space. I
0: want, and I want to watch that. Like, yeah. So, like, I'm like, we get home, like, we watch this tonight. We're watching this episode tonight. Like, I have right. to watch it with the wife because uh, she'll get mad if I sure, yeah, because she loves it too. Yeah. But um, so but like a show like like House of Cards. Yeah. You know this this last season. Sure. And I get why it's it's um, uh, space is not in end. I understand that. Right. But it's you know it's not the same. Sure. So do I stick with it, you know, yeah. something like that. Like that's a tough decision you have to make about shows. Yeah. You just can't just just. I mean, it's great to have people involved. And it's great to have you know, like oh my god, all this, all these episodes. But sure. At some point, you have to be like, this is not that great.
1: Yeah. You
0: have to cut it off. So I mean, I yeah. I love movies, you know, but like, it, it all depends. It yeah. Depends on how, I love limited series. I think those are great. I think. Yeah. In and out, um, you know, you get what you want, and then you can move on to the next content.
1: Yeah. Well. That's all I got for you, Mike. <laughs> uh, everybody get all that? Uh, that was a nice... Sorry. No, that was... Hey, I'm into the rants, man. I, I have uh, tons of opinions of my own, and hopefully this podcast will get all of them, and uh, I'll get all the hate mail that you guys want to give me, or huh. or ride me on your shoulders, however you guys want to do it.
0: Send Andrew the hate
1: mail. Yeah, exactly. But if you want to send Mike, <laughs> uh, he is uh, at MD Field on Instagram and Twitter. Um, his website is MichaelDField.com uh scenes from the movies is available now on Vimeo I would imagine it's also on your website
0: it's um it's on Vimeo and I have been it's up, it's on facebook like uploaded yeah but uh it'll, I haven't put it on youtube i I probably won't so yeah now you can get it through the link is on my website but yeah it's it's basically if there's a channel of scenes from the movies on vimeo so yeah
1: okay uh you can also check out uh Mike is also an author uh, of the Adam Parker series. Uh, Adam Parker and the Radioactive Scout is available now. And Adam Parker and the High School Bully uh, will be released in early 2019, says Mike. Says Uh, says you. Um, (laughs) And uh, also tell us a little bit before we go about the Nutmeg Institute and what you've been doing here in Connecticut.
0: Yeah, so the Numbeg Institute is an organization. Uh, it's uh, we're based out of Connecticut, um, but we are our, our our main goal is to promote storytelling uh, for people that um, have been doing it for quite some time, and for uh, and for storytellers that are that are coming uh, behind us. So um, I always what I always tell people. And I'll tell you, is that um, <laughs> when I when I was making, when I started wanting to make movies, which Andrew knows about,
1: because yes. uh, he was
0: involved with that. Yeah, and we wanted to start telling stories. It wasn't. I was like, all right, let's let's tell let's let's do this. Let's shoot this. And it's like there was no, there was no resource for that in right. Connecticut. No one to go to to be like, how do we do this? Sure. I, I don't know if you were with us when we went to the Connecticut film office to look for locations. Yes, yes I was. And they were like, yeah, it's over there. And I always tell people the story. I'm like, yeah. I go in the file cabinet. I'm looking at mansions for Batman. And <laughs> I'm like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so it's, um, we. I wish that something like this was around when I was starting out. Because then at sure. least, like, I could meet other people that I don't know that you know, know how to do sound. This is back then. I know how to do Sure.
1: Sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, know,
0: know, know what cameras to use, know about like, you know, where right. I can do what locations I can get, yeah. where I can get actors and stuff like that. Like sure. I didn't have any of that back then. So. Yeah. You
1: kind of rely on your friends and Absolutely. family and, and people, you know, and it's great in the circle. Yeah. It's sure. Experience. Yeah. But, you
0: know, I just, I think having the, there's people out there that don't have other friends that are in the film. Sure. Just want to tell stories or they they're, they're a writer. Right. they don't know any directors they don't know anybody who shoots sure like they want to shoot they want to be a cinematographer but they don't know anybody that writes. right right so, yeah you know like that that's something that we tr- we're we striving to do um we're, we're new we started about a year ago year and a half ago uh so we're we're, we're building some stuff we, we've we've learned some things we've uh you know we've, we've tried some things that didn't work which is how it works right um, but you know hopefully moving forward that we can um we can build something good
1: yeah and uh Part of that is being involved in the 48-hour film festival.
0: Yeah, the 48-hour film project. That's, yeah. um, that's actually uh, run by uh, uh, oh, my partner, Trish Clark. That's her. Um, we're kind of like part of that now a little bit. We held right. out, but that she's been doing that for over eight, eight nine years now. Yeah, yeah. So she's all. Yeah, I was now. involved
1: in that a few years ago. That's oh, where I met. Oh, sure. you should, yeah.
0: oh, Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You, did you, you did one?
1: Yeah, I oh, was a nice. uh, few comedian friends of mine and myself. We all did a short, uh, I don't know, maybe. Five years ago. Now.
0: Oh nice. Last yeah. year we this past summer we they, they screened them at the Bju
1: Oh that's In awesome. Brace, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Well, did, that's a nice theater. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they, they, they I guess they got under new management and stuff like that. So, yeah. and they also um they did the award show then too. So I got on the tick a So
1: yeah. Can't so, escape so, it, can you? No. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I
1: took the day off to go work, so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Mike. Check out Mike. Check out scenes from the movies and check out his books available on Amazon now.